Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. I'm Charlie Wright. We're very pleased you've joined us today. It's July 15, 2016, and we're very pleased to welcome back to the show for the second time Dr. Omer Shah from the Boston area with Boston Informatics Research Firm. Dr. Shah, welcome back. Thank you, Charlie. Always a pleasure to be here uh, to chat with you and your listeners, and always a lot of fun. So thank you for having me. So uh, give us again, you, you are a, a real doctor, you're an MD, and uh, so tell us how it is you got involved and created Boston Informatics Research. Well, we're a research firm. Uh, I founded this firm about uh, 10 to 12 years ago um, because of the interesting uh, parallels that I saw between the markets themselves and some of the research I was doing here in Boston. And I thought that there were uh, parallels that could be used in the markets themselves and specifically the bond and equities markets, and that has turned out to be the case. So we're very happy. uh, I'm very happy to tell you and the listeners that it is the case. And we've been doing this since then, so it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun and uh, very productive uh, decade, and we're very happy to report that to you today, Charlie. Okay, so tell us about the research firm. You guys do research that you provide for whom, how, and to do what? Well, our premier product is the Synthesis, which is uh, it's been referred to as a total trading platform and portfolio management system. And, uh, and that may be because it combines so many attributes into a unified, seamless, transparent process. It has exceptional metrics, uh, trade execution performance, so A to Z. And when I say that, what I'm talking about is, you know, we take the data, we have an analytical process, we have an algorithm, algorithmic trading system tied to it, and then we have execution and money management. So all that is wrapped up into the synthesis, and we provide that as a product end-to-end to our customers so they don't have to worry about any of those aspects. And when you do trading or when you manage uh, money or that sort of thing, any one of those uh, elements could be really uh, very critical to your success. So we ensure that when you work with us, you know, we've got a handle on all of those five elements and that uh, they all work seamlessly together. So it's, it's a very nice package that's provided to take care of all those potential uh, elements. And so the clients are institutions, private investors, advisors. Who are the people that buy your research? Right. Some institutions, uh, private investors, some family offices, um, other research firms as well. So that sort of thing is uh, that's sort of what we we've made a niche for ourselves in that area. Okay. And, uh, and what is it that you provide to them? You provide research. Are these white papers or are these simply signals that say, get in this market, uh, this sector, um, get out at this time? What is it that you're, what are the deliverables? Well, the synthesis, which is the product that we uh, market, is actually it's seven different signals that are combined into a system. 
and the system compo is, is comprised of those the output of those seven signals. And what we do is we have an aggregate output from that. And so to make it very simple, we have a number, and that's the essentially a percentage of the capital that you would allocate to the markets, to the equities markets specifically, um, on any given day. So it may be 20% one day. It may be 30% the next day. It may be 15% the next day. So every day there's a new output and there's, a, there, there's an analysis of, of the market conditions uh, implying inputs, everything from interest rates to market breadth and volatility and pricing and volume and all those interesting kinds of things that actually do have uh, an effect on, on, on the markets themselves. Uh, that's all factored in, and that's what we mean when we talk about data. And then the analytical process occurs. There's an algorithmic trading system that processes the whole thing. And then the execution and money management part is also part of it. So when we say 20%, whatever you're allocating to this system, which is our system, uh, that system may be long 20% one day, 30% the next day. And then you really have all the entire trading period to execute that strategy. So it provides a tremendous liquidity. It provides um, a lowering of your statistical risk because what you're doing is you're trading the entire market itself. You're not trading a particular stock, although you could do that if you wish. Uh, but we recommend trading the entire average itself. So you're limiting your statistical risk, both in terms of the uh, systemic and the non-systemic risk. You're lowering your correlations, and I think most importantly, um, you're lowering the amount of capital that you're allocating every day. So, for instance, if I say, you know, we're comparing our system to the market, and you ask me, well, you know, the market was doing this year, was up a certain amount this year, and if I said, well, we, were, we matched the market or we beat the market or something of that nature, then the next question you may ask, Charlie, is, well, how much of... Uh, the capital where you invested in the market when you had those returns? Or conversely, what percent of the time did you not have any capital at all invested in the market? So what, what you would find, for instance, when we looked at that over the past year and a half, where you can see the markets have gone sideways to uh, down, um, we've had a very good uh, uh, you know, uh, past uh, 18 months or so, but we've only allocated maybe about 20 to 30 percent of the money to the uh, stock market, and maybe 60, 70 percent has pretty much been in cash the entire time. So we've been actually doing more with less and actually have a, a pretty good performance to show despite that. And I think that's the real key. So your money's protected while you're getting proper returns. And okay. that's really the value of the system of this nature. I think. And, and so I presume that shows in the volatility. Correct. So you actually factor that in, and it turns out you have much lower volatility and, uh, and, and good performance. And over time, that allows you to, and I know you've asked me this before, because you like to know how you can sleep at night. So that allows me to sleep at night, Charlie, um, because in the end, it's about how, how well you can adhere to the tenets of any system uh, or strategy that you're using. Uh, sometimes you will be tested. It's a lot easier to be tested if the market is down 10 or 15%. Your system is only down 3 or 4% than the converse, I would say. 
Right. And uh, so let me make sure I understand. So your system tells an investor how much, what portion of their capital allocated to that system should be in the U.S. stock market at any given time. And so the U.S. stock market, I presume, is the SPY or some surrogate of the S&P 500, an ETF. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly correct, Charlie. So so it tells them you should be 20%. Uh, today, uh, and then the next day it may say 30%. Does it change every single day? It changes every single day because the output of the seven different components changes every day. Okay. Because the market's input changes every day. Okay. So there's a, there's a complete analysis that occurs during and after the trading session every day. And so, and that's been happening, and that's been the case since we started this. And so the idea is that an investor invests in the last 30 minutes of the market for the following day? Uh, it could be at the end of at the last 30 minutes uh, of the trading day, or it could also be for the following trading day. So if today it was uh, maybe 20%, tomorrow it's 25 or 30%, then that signal would be executed either at the close today or at the open or sometime after the open tomorrow. So you can see how that allows tremendous uh, access to the markets in terms of liquidity if you have a large position. And it, it, it uh, makes the execution very, very simple because you don't have a specific price point or a specific time point that you need to adhere to and you don't need to use a lot of computing power or that kind of thing uh, to execute the system. So there's very little slippage within the system itself. And the ease of transactions, particularly in fast-moving markets, is, I think, a real uh, asset uh, of this system. Okay. And does the system ever tell you to go short at all? The system has short inputs, uh, short outputs, excuse me. But what we found uh, is that because the system makes more money on a long position than on a short position, position per position, that it's easier just to stay long and uh, use leverage if one is inclined to go short uh, than to go long and short. But it does have long and short outputs. Okay. And again, leverage, does the system say you should go double long today or anything like that? It doesn't use leverage uh, in terms of its uh, output. Uh, it simply goes between 0 and 100% how much of your capital allocation you should be allocating to the markets for that day. Now, if you choose to use leverage, then that's something that you can do. That would clearly enhance your returns, but also a little bit on your volatility as well. Okay. But, uh, so, so leverage does not work against you when you're only in a long position. Right. So that's why we only trade long. Okay. Uh, and you do only the U.S. stock market? The system as it is right now is used for the stock market in the U.S., but it can be configured to run in any highly liquid uh, market as long as it's broadly diversified. Although I have to say we've had a lot of clients that prefer to use their own portfolios and use a system to trade their own portfolios of maybe basket of stocks that they've constructed. And it does quite well because there's a high correlation between any portfolio and the broader markets. Right. It's just that the volatility may vary with respect to any given portfolio. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So does it do anything with the fixed income markets? 
we have a very good bond system that we don't market that we've actually had a lot of people inquire about that works within the fixed income market itself, which is our bond system. And it's, it's a, it actually is a risk, it's, it's a risk aversion ratio. And what that does is it tells us whether we should be in the corporate market for bonds or the treasuries. And it goes between, cycles between one and the other. And so at any given time point, it'll be either in corporate bonds or U.S. treasuries, depending upon how it assesses risk in the corporate bond uh, and uh, general markets themselves. Okay. And so back to the uh, to the equity one in the S&P 500. Um, what kind of signals are you using? Are you using uh, chart patterns like heads and shoulders and things like that? Are you using uh, MACD, uh, moving averages, or uh, it's been up so many days, so now it should be down the next day? What, what kind of signals are you using? Well, it doesn't, really, it doesn't really use those kinds of traditional indicators, uh, although a lot of people do use those indicators. It does look at uh, correlations uh, between and among uh, different uh, sectors and uh, asset classes themselves and uh, interest rates. It looks at uh, uh, price, of course. Uh, it looks at things like volatility and market breadth, and those sorts of inputs are all factored in. But I think if you really look at the system and say, what is the system telling me, it really is a, a system that uh, allows you to assess how much risk there is in the marketplace when you're talking specifically about equities. And when there's high risk in the marketplace within the equity space specifically, then it's going to be, you know, it's going to have a lower capital allocation. So, for instance, uh, I would say that from last July of 2015, up until, you know, several months ago, it, it was very uh, conservative, and uh, it was indicating a fair amount of risk within the equities markets themselves. And I think that was borne out by the pricing activity that our listeners could uh, relate to, perhaps. Um, there was a fair amount of volatility, and uh, that's something that the system adequate, uh, adequately expressed uh, at the time. And so it was not in the market a lot. Uh, most of the allocation of the capital was in cash during that time frame, and it's become a, lit, a bit uh, less uh, risk-averse, I would say, uh, and more of an appetite for risk in, in the recent past. And so really it, one way of looking at it is it, it allows you to assess the risk in the marketplace, and that's why a lot of our clients will run their own portfolios based upon the output of the system. Okay, and then they figure that the portfolio that they have created should outperform the market, and so that's why they, they pass on the SPY, I guess. So, uh, Dr. Shah, we need to stop and take a quick break. When we come back, let's uh, ask uh, and dig a little deeper and find out the frequency uh, of the accuracy of, of this uh, trading system, if you have that statistic, and does it, does it use tactical among sectors or anything like that? Again, we're talking with cardiologist Dr. Omer Shaw out of Boston with Boston Informatics Research Firm. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, and we'll be right back.
According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And let's pick it back up with Charlie and his guest. Paul, thank you very much. Again, we're talking with Dr. Omer Shaw out of Boston, with Boston, uh, info, the founder of Boston Informatics Research Firm, a cardiologist who uh, found years ago correlations between ca- cardiology and the financial markets. That must have been some fascinating times uh, finding that here, Dr. Shaw. So you've told us about your synthesis system, an A to Z portfolio management system that get. Uh, identifies the percentage of risk of uh, applied capital that uh, somebody should uh, have at any given time, and that, that portion of that capital that should be invested in the market on that particular day, which could be very different from yesterday and which may be, well, different from tomorrow. Uh, so tell us, do you have any statistics on the accuracy uh, of the, the, you, you, of your, your recommendations. For example, if you increase the risk from 25 to 30 percent uh, one day, was that, uh, and did the market go up that day? And if you decrease the risk, did the market go down that day? Do you have any statistics you could share with us on that? Well, actually, yes. I think we alluded to that in the, the prior segment, but essentially it has a accuracy of about 65 percent on any given day and it has a profit factor which is essentially the amount you make on a given trade versus the amount you lose um, of about two and a half so what that means is maybe two-thirds of the time you'll be correct um, in the direction of the market the next day and when you're correct you make maybe two dollars and fifty cents but when you're not correct maybe you lose a dollar so over time, that is a substantial statistical advantage over maintaining your position uh, within the markets themselves, and that's been borne out over the years. You know, the, the, this is fascinating, Dr. Shaw. We've got to hand it to you. Uh, uh, I, I've heard of these kinds of systems. We have interviewed with people with these kinds of systems before. Typically, they come from, like, engineering or, uh, you know, you from medicine, from uh, th- those areas as opposed to uh, psychology or sociology or, uh, or the world of finance here. And so we've got to congratulate you. You know, everybody says repeatedly you can't time the market. What do you tell people, Dr. Shaw, when they say you can't time the market? I generally agree with them. I, I think that's very correct. It, it is very hard to time the market. There have been a number of studies to to suggest that's the case. I don't think we time the market so much as we assess the risk in the marketplace. And I think when you can accurately assess the risk in a market in the marketplace, then it makes your job of trading your system or trading your capital a lot easier. 
So you have to assess the risk before you can try to time the market. And then once you do that, it makes things easier. You know, the, the, that is an excellent point here. Uh, assessing the risk is, is really what you're doing, and nobody's all in or all out necessarily uh, every single day, and they're not leveraged and they're not short. They're, they're just in cash or they're a percent, certain percentage in the market uh, changing every day. Uh, again, have, have you looked at using this on a tactical basis, telling people when to be in and out of uh, energy or financial? or different sectors of the market? Well, when I first started this out, uh, out with this, I had looked at the different sectors, and uh, a lot of the energy and focus of a lot of the firms was on developing ETFs for sectors or that sort of thing, uh, specific market components. Uh, and so we looked at that, and we found that we were quite effective using this system to look at specific sectors, say, like the tech sector, the semiconductor sector, or the healthcare sector. But it, it was easier uh, in terms of uh, what we were doing to actually trade the entire market itself. But it can be applied to specific sectors with, uh, with, with good results as well. And do you do research and provide information on that? Is, is that a service that you provide? We did have a market uh, newsletter that we had published for a number of years. But then with the, with the success and the performance of the system itself, a lot of people were simply just interested in knowing what the system had to say rather than what I had to say, which was kind of interesting in itself. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we sort of gravitated more towards working with the output of the system itself, and people tend to find that easier to understand, actually. You know, again, this this is fascinating stuff, and uh, I'm sure that uh, you're very, very popular at uh, social gatherings when you let people know uh, what, what this uh, sideline business is that you have here. Well, what's what's their typical reaction? Well, I, you know, people tend to understand that there is an implicit relationship among and between the sciences and that there's a certain way to analyze information and that... Uh, and that's something that I think people tend to understand. So, and that happens to be the case in this, uh, in, in the case of this system itself. But it is kind of interesting that you can apply something so something as uh, far away from trading itself as you know heart surgery itself. But the fact of the matter is that risk and assessment of risk and executing uh, upon your output or your uh, decisions, the way that decisions have to be made and the decisions being executed, there are some similarities uh, across uh, disciplines and professions, and certainly the market is uh, very unforgiving if uh, one is not disciplined and does not have a system uh, by which to analyze and uh, interact with the market itself. So what, uh, what, what, what do you consider to be successful in um, the results of both reduced volatility and returns in comparison to the S&P 500, because that's what people are, are always going to compare to in, in this equity one. Yeah, and I think, well, to the first part I would say of your question, Art, Charlie, I, I look at the S&P mostly because everyone else looks at the S&P, and there are, you know, many, and we've been doing this for a number of years, but there are a lot of firms that are looking into this now, and there's, uh, as you mentioned earlier, um, it's very difficult for institutions and profession, professional money managers to beat the markets. And if you look at their track record, it's not very, uh, it's not a very positive thing compared with the market itself. 
Um, and Warren Buffett, for one, has been a very uh, a, a vocal exponent of that fact itself. He has. Um, and uh, so, and I, we agree with that completely. But I think, again, when you look at things the way we do and we trade the entire market itself, then it changes the, the actual, uh, you know, dynamic a little bit uh, into our favor. So we compare ourselves with the S&P for that reason. Now, what I define as success, uh, I like to have low volatility, uh, and I like to have uh, returns that, uh, you know, keep uh, are reflective of the S&P's returns. So we're very happy if we can match or beat the market, and if we can lower the returns, at the, uh, lower the, excuse me, the risk at the same time. And so we've shown that we've been able to do that, and uh, particularly in, in the years with our bear markets. Um, I think when you, the system is uh, properly used, it can assess risk uh, and assess the, the probability and likelihood of a bear market. And if you can simply avoid those periods of time, well, then your returns will be quite satisfactory when you look at the other periods of time when the market is not in a bear market. You know, 2008 um, was a major bear market, and then uh, 2013 was a major bull market, uh, without getting into specifics, um, were you uh, able to reduce the loss, uh, have lower volatility in 2008, and were you able to perform fairly well in 2013? Were your signals fairly accurate during those times? Yeah, we were very happy with with uh, the system uh, during uh, not only 2008, but 2007. If you actually look back at the year 2007, that's when the bear market started. The market, the S&P itself, was only up maybe several percent. We had a very good year that year. And then as the bear market unfolded in, in the year 2008 and 2009, uh, the market actually was down, the S&P was down about 50% uh, during that bear market. Our system was actually up quite substantially during that time frame. So we avoided a lot of the volatility during that, you know, uh, bear market. And when the market turned around, uh, we were able to capture a substantial portion of those gains as well. And uh, so we were very happy with that. And I would say, you know, last year uh, the market had quite a bit of risk to it, but it did not, uh, it did not drop as much as it could have. Uh, but our system very accurately projected the risk, and so we were very happy to have been apprised of that uh, during that time frame, which we felt was quite risky for the market. Actually. Yeah. Okay, so again, uh, Dr. Shaws, we asked last time, uh, we ask all of our guests every time, uh, what keeps you awake at night? Well, Charlie, I think, uh, again, uh, what keeps me awake at night, at night is, is the possibility that the markets can do something very different uh, at any given time, and there's no guarantee that something that the market has done in the past is something that it will do in the future. Although we've looked very carefully at the markets over the past 110 years or so, and uh, but anything can happen at any given time, so we're very vigilant about that. And we're constantly looking at our system as performance and its assessment, the market's performance, the market's tendencies. And so that's something that keeps us uh, on our toes, I would say, all the time, if not awake some of the time. Well, it, it, it should. And then do you have a particular book on investing that uh, you would recommend to our listeners? Well, I really enjoyed uh, the book uh, by uh, 
Uh, actually, Charlie, I'm blanking out right now. But that's okay. Uh, as long as you don't do that during surgery, you know that that's all right. It was the four pillars of investing. Um, and uh, yeah, Bernstein book by Bernstein. Yes. Yeah. And I mentioned that before, but it's an outstanding book because it really allows you to understand that there is risk in the marketplace at all times in all sectors and that there's uh, a certain relationship between risk and reward. And that's a very important concept. Yeah, it is. No, no, no question about it. Uh, and investors all need to understand that. So give us your website. The website is Prime Market Trader. Three words all put together. PrimeMarketTrader.com www.primemarkettrader.com. Okay. And there's a way to get a hold of somebody there? They can contact us. There's phone numbers. We're located uh, in actually Cambridge across the river from Boston, uh, beautiful Cambridge, Massachusetts, in Kendall Square. And so your visitors uh, and your, your viewers are more than welcome to visit us there at our headquarters and uh, chat, about, chat about the markets with us, uh, exchange views. And we're very happy to entertain them. Okay, appreciate that, Dr. Shaw. And uh, final words for our listeners here. Well, I, I wish you a, a very happy uh, uh, summer, Charlie, to you and your listeners. We've enjoyed the weather here in Boston this year. It's been a tremendous summer, and uh, we hope everyone a very healthy, healthful, and uh, profitable 2016. Well, thank you very much. Dr. Shaw, we've appreciated having you on the show today. Thank you, Charlie. So, again, we've been talking with Dr. Omer Shah of Boston Informatics Research Firm out of uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. And you've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. And that was certainly the case today. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing you an enjoyable week and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science.